Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take a look at this week's Sun-Saturn conjunction, which is happening in the late degrees of the sign of Aquarius. It's interesting to note that this conjunction is also happening just as Saturn is about to change signs into Pisces, which will happen next month. But one of the reasons that's especially interesting is because Sun-Saturn conjunctions represent the starting point of a new synodic cycle. And so as this new synodic cycle between the Sun and Saturn begins, it's also happening just as Saturn's about to change signs. That makes this, I think, worthy of a little deeper investigation this week. Uh, but um, I wanted to approach this from the angle that we're taking sort of for the, all the transits this week, which is how can I welcome, imagining that this planet is a house guest, you know, how can I welcome this planet into my life, into my psychic home, uh, assuming and expecting the best out of this planet, out of this God, out of this archetype, uh, out of this experience. In doing that, I don't think we need to deny the possibility of there being difficulties or challenges, but I, I think that if you take a minute to really focus on the most positive dimensions of any archetypal combination of planets when they are in the process of appearing in your life, even if they do deliver some of the shadows or they bring about or reflect difficult events, you will be that much more ready and able to perceive the benefits of the transit and uh, the most constructive elements of the transit. So we're going to look today at five reasons you have to be excited and not just afraid of the Sun-Saturn conjunction, which I kind of have my pulse on the uh, social on astrology in this in social media. I got my finger on that pulse. Just kind of like checking what are people saying? I've noticed that a lot of people are writing like this is going to be a hard week where we're going to get through it with Sun Saturn. It's an interesting week because we've also got Venus Neptune, you know, in the air this week. So, so there are some people writing about that, although a lot of that has been all about oh, just don't get deluded. Watch out for the illusion. Um, now, I, I find that there's a lot of astrologers who have really constructive, beautiful, uplifting things to say. So don't get me wrong. But I think it's interesting that one of the things astrologers tend to do is to feed into it's something like the news cycle, but it's astrology's equivalent of the news cycle, where it's all about what kind of stress or big dynamic change is coming and how can you ride with it. And it it keeps us looped into like, I don't know, like it seems like it's spiking our cortisol or it's uh is that the stress, the stress hormone or whatever? I, I think that's what it's called, cortisol. But anyway, it's spiking our stress levels and it's keeping us sort of addicted to, to drama. And, and I just think that one of the ways to counter that is to talk whenever any given transit is coming through, spend a minute and talk about the most amazing aspects of that um, planetary pairing that you have to look forward to. And in doing that, it's not that you want to ignore or deny the dark side. Again, it's that you're trying to welcome and train your eyes to see the blessing and the gift of the transit uh, as well. Because life is stressful enough, right? We don't need something else to bang us over the head with the obvious, of, you know, the obvious uh, level of things. So, you know, I think that it, it just strikes me lately as uh, important to spend time looking at what is the most constructive thing that this planetary pairing has to offer. And I've been doing that for myself to make sure that I'm not getting too stressed out by the transits. Uh, for example, let me just give you one, this, since it's a Saturn transit, I've had Saturn squaring my ascendant recently. And I've been like, you know what, I'm going to, um, I'm going to think of this positively. 
And I started this ritual as Saturn was squaring my ascendant because I was feeling really heavy of starting to go for evening walks. And it's been very, very cold here in Minnesota the past couple weeks. It just got warmer a little bit. But it's been like, it was like negative 20, negative 23 with the wind chill, like just crazy cold. I got like a face mask and all the gear. And uh, so I would go out walking in it every night and really let the cold like come into my soul. And it was a kind of medicine. I feel like I communed with Saturn, the spirit of winter and the spirit of, uh, you know, the, the, that vast, cold, distant planet. And there's a remoteness in the night with the winter and the cold. And I went out into it and assuming the best of Saturn, I feel like it was medicine rather than punishing me with exhaustion. I made a proactive choice to think of Saturn as offering me an opportunity. It really flipped the script for me. Now, that's not the first time I've done something like that to kind of work with the transit. Um, but I think that in light of that, I just had this thought, which was like, we need to do, I need to do more of this. I need to talk deliberately when, especially when there's transits coming in that people have these taglines that they freak out about. We're going to talk a little bit more positively. Okay. Anyway, that was a long rambling intro before we get into it today. As always, don't forget to like, and subscribe, share your comments in the comment section. It really helps the channel to grow. Uh, you can find a transcript of any of my daily talks on my website, which is nightlight astrology. Com. If you go over there, you're also going to notice that our masterclass series starts this week, and I would love to see you in that class. It is ideal for people who have a little bit of background in Hellenistic astrology already. Go to the courses tab, scroll down to masterclass series. You can see there is one four-part series per season. This is our winter season, uh, and so we are doing a four-part series on the mysteries of the moon cycle. This is all about the phases of the moon and how to interpret the story that the sun and moon tell cooperatively by phase uh, in the birth chart. And this is um, working with some of the Hellenistic elements of the moon style. Uh, most people have probably been exposed to some of the meanings of the moon cycle in modern astrology, it is really interesting to find out what ancient astrologers had to say as well. Then we go into cycles of Venus and Mercury in the spring masterclass, Zen and the art of zodiacal releasing an ancient timing technique in the summer class, and then unlocking temperament and personality in the fall. You can sign up for any one of them, uh, or you can take them all together. It's cheaper if you take them all together. Check out the need-based tuition option if you need a little help. All right, hope to see some of you there. That starts this week. Let's take a look at the real-time clock to entrain ourselves a little bit to this upcoming transit. So here you will see the conjunction of the Sun and Saturn. Let me back this up just a bit. You'll see it's coming through Thursday, February 16th, and it is crossing over between the 16th and 17th. If you give it a couple of days of separation, you have all the way till Sunday, February 19th, when the sun has by that point changed signs into Pisces about three degrees out. You can also feel this approaching from February 13th, uh, Monday, all the way really through the end of the week. So it's a week long transit. Interesting that it's happening alongside of Venus and Neptune simultaneously conjoining in the sign of Pisces, which I did a separate video on. Anyway, so we are going to talk about this conjunction between these two planets in the sign of Aquarius today and um, why there are five reasons why you have to be excited rather than scared or freaked out. And again, why do this? Because I've seen and honestly, I know that it can be a difficult transit. And so I know all the reasons people are usually afraid of the transit. And I know what a lot of astrologers are saying about it. Uh, you know, so here's here's some of the positive dimensions that of this transit that I think you have 
uh, to be to look forward to. So uh, let's get into it. Five reasons to be excited, not afraid of the Sun-Saturn conjunction. Number one, it's a reset. So this is a really important piece of news and information is that especially when the Sun and Saturn can join, that means that the Sun and Saturn are uh, resetting their synodic cycle. The Sun moves faster than Saturn, and so it is the Sun conjoining Saturn by its, its body moving across the body of Saturn and then pushing forward beyond it. That means that Saturn has been invisible from our eyesight in the sky for a while because it's traveling so close to the sun uh, that you cannot see it. So it is effectively um, in the process of being reborn. Now, as that rebirth happens and the sun gains its separation, uh, what you'll have is very gradually, you'll have Saturn appearing as a morning star. Just interesting. It's like the birth of Saturn. And in ancient astrology, when planets are getting burnt up by the sun, it's like they're doing a hard reset. It's like an old Saturn that's dying and ready to be reborn. You could look at the whole sign house of Aquarius in your birth chart and notice, especially since Saturn is also about to pass out of the sign, which we'll talk about next, that you're, you're reaching the end of something and that Saturn being reborn is really not a bad thing. So the first most positive thing we can say about this is that this is a Saturn that's dying and being reborn. And even though it's Saturn and we, I think we, we it's easy to be afraid of Saturn and to think of Saturn just a tough old bird, you know, <laughs> that uh, loves to um, peck at you, like, and you, you feel a little bit beat up by or exhausted by. Saturn is also a, a planet that guides us along uh, as a teacher and a guide and um, puts us in touch with uh the realities of life and the experiences by means of which we grow more mature, more complete, more whole, more ability to have uh, healthy boundaries. So for Saturn to be reset right now, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. A, a rebirth of Saturn means that, uh, you know, we've reached the end and we're ready for a new beginning. Look at that whole sign house of Aquarius in your chart. Look at the topics of that house. That's where you could say the reset is uh, occurring. So first of all, first reason to be excited, it's a reset. What's bad about a reset? Number two, Saturn is about to change signs. So right after this reset happens, around March 7th, Saturn will enter the sign of Pisces, where it is now out of its own domicile and into Jupiter's domicile in the exaltation of Venus. So it's as though this death of Saturn is also leading to not only the rebirth of Saturn, a little reset, rising Saturn as a morning star, uh, all of which have a feeling of um, like Saturn as like uh, the birth of, you know, like when you hit a, a chapter change in life, you've kind of leveled up, you've grown more mature, you've gone through some hard times, but you're, you're better for it. And now it's ready to, you're ready to start that next leg of the journey. A little bit like what it feels like, you know, right after your Saturn return, when it's all done, you're feeling like you've dusted yourself off. You're ready to reset. It's like where Saturn's at right now. And also, uh, you know, Saturn moving into Pisces out of five years worth of being in Saturn's own domicile should lighten the load, at least lighten the mood of Saturn significantly. So the fact that there's a reset and that Saturn's about to move into the sign of Jupiter, a feminine sign, a water sign, a sign that exalts Venus, um, you just get the feeling that there's a, a little bit of like a a mood and theme ch thematic shift for Saturn coming up that I think we have re some reasons to be excited about. And if you go back, you can hear me talk 
about some of the, uh, recently I did a video on five ways that Saturn will cloak itself in Pisces. If you listen to those reasons that I give for the way that Saturn could hide itself in Pisces, all of those reasons are all the same reasons we have to be excited about Saturn entering Pisces, like the romantic, mystical, dreamy, melancholic dimensions of Saturn and Pisces for most people are kind of invigorating. Uh, there's still lessons to be learned. There's still, uh, you know, Saturn's still Saturn. But I, I think that that people are, are probably not underestimating how different it's going to feel with Saturn out of Saturn ruled signs for like the last five years. So those are two reasons why this synodic conjunction between the sun and Saturn is not just any conjunction. And you have to read those little nuances carefully into uh, the meaning of the transit. This is a Sun-Saturn that represents some kind of shift for Saturn. It represents the culmination of, of, of wisdom. And that's number three. It's about completing something. This Sun-Saturn conjunction, along with the fact that it's, again, the synodic reset, that Saturn's about to change signs and get out of its own rulership and into uh, a, the, the sign of the benefics, Jupiter and Venus. Um, but it also means that we're, we're, we've completed something. That, that there's a sense of closure. Sometimes closures are bittersweet. Sometimes they can even be a little bit painful. But there's a sense of transition, completion, and resolution in the air with this Sun-Saturn moment. Um, a little bit like the, the finishing of a great work. I'll never forget when um, I was like done, done with my book. I wrote a book and, you know, once all the revisions had been done and I knew that there was absolutely nothing more that I would do with the book. It was in the hands of the publisher and there was zero that I would do. There was a weird feeling. I would almost call it like a writerly version of postpartum depression. Uh, and not that I know what that's, you know, that that's like personally, just, it just felt like a, a crash or a collapse of mood in the wake of having completed a great creative effort. There's a great work going on wherever Saturn is traveling in our charts and it's slow and you can overlook it because it's so mundane and it happens so day by day. But if you pay attention to what you've learned over the past, you know, since about 2020, think like late 2020, especially uh, around uh, the, um, around December when Jupiter and Saturn got together in the early degrees of Aquarius. Um, what have you been working on since then? What has your life been like? What has the quality of time felt like to you? How has time been dragging on or marching on or how quickly has it been moving? What kinds of lessons have you learned? What kind of limits have you hit? This is a moment of culmination and completion for that deeper, harder, uh, maturing uh, work that Saturn gives us grow up, you know, like that Saturn kind of crab, just grow up already. You know? But you know, the thing is, is that we do, we do grow up. And by growing up, I don't mean age. I mean, um, soulfully our soul grows. It, our soul becomes more refined. It becomes, we become hopefully in time, like a, like the perfect vintage of ourselves. And that maturation, uh, you know, it's it's filled with pain and complexity, but there ha you have to have moments where you recognize, I've I've done something, I've finished something. This leg is done. This there's a, an aura of completion in the air, and that's what I think one of the main things we have to be excited about. It's a reset. Saturn's about to change signs, and this is a moment of completion. So just if you look at it that way, I'm not saying there won't be elements of Sun-Saturn difficulty this week, 
but you may notice these things and be able to appreciate the kind of chapter change that we're in the midst of. Number four, it's a moment of maturation. I've said this word a few times already, but there's a weird way in which something that has been in the, the process of development for a long time is, is reaching a, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a little different than completion where you finish something or you're done with something. It's a moment where something is ready to go. Uh, for example, um, it's that realization, I'm ready to offer readings to other people. Uh, I'm ready to teach astrology, or I've developed a curriculum and I'm ready to go and present it. I'm ready to launch a YouTube channel. It's like something that has been in the process. Maybe you've been gaining confidence or resources, or you've been developing something. And now it's like, it's, it's ready to be offered or it's ready to change forms or go out into the world. So there, there's a sun Saturn is like a creative crystallization. That's a phrase that you'll often hear astrologers use. And it's a good one. It's a moment of something reaching its potential and, but then needing to like go forth from that point. Uh, and sun Saturn, it's amazing how things will take form and shape around the sun and Saturn that have been in a process of gestation. Uh, in, in that sense, there's a kind of restrictive or constrictive feeling around these transits sometimes like a birth canal and like some creative contractions that are a part of it. Um, but it's a moment of something reaching maturation is almost like, I almost want to use the word. It's a moment of birthing something, but I don't know, that word feels so beat up to me sometimes. So I just avoid it. Anyway, number five, you'll be able to comprehend something more completely. Now, this to me is like psychological or intellectual or even spiritual. Sun Saturn represents not just the crystallization of something you've been working on. Say, I've been developing my skills as an astrologer and now I'm ready to offer readings, which would be a great example of Sun Saturn coming together. This is more like I've reached an understanding. Something, about, something that I have had a hard time grasping or understanding now I've come into complete realization of. For example, I would say, one of the most interesting things for me during my sun, uh, Saturn, um, uh, Saturn sun opposition, sorry, I can't talk, uh, Saturn sun opposition. I had Saturn opposing my sun when it was back in Capricorn. And I had this moment of understanding how certain behaviors in my day-to-day -day work life were impacting and influencing my physical health. And so, uh, there was modifications that needed to be made, but it was amazing how the Saturn sun moment for me, even though mine was an opposition, so it was a little bit harder. I think the conjunctions are much like smoother and sort of more like crystalline and brilliant, but the, uh, the either way, sun Saturn moments can be like, Oh, I see. There's something that I didn't see that was occluded from my sight, something in the unconscious that's been working on me. And something that I've been doing, you know, has been sort of out of sync with the unconscious. And so there's been some kind of tug of war. And now I get it. I, I suddenly comprehend how something is how something has been at work or how how something works. And with that understanding, I can move forward in a healthier way. So yeah, the idea is that you'll be able to see, comprehend, understand something more completely. It usually Sun Saturn is like a moment of noetic uh, crystallization. So you have creative crystallization with something maybe more external or something you're working on or creating, but then there's the sense of like the light of knowledge sort of rising up and helping you crystallize an understanding or insight of some kind. 
these are some of my favorite aspects of the Sun-Saturn and of this particular Sun-Saturn conjunction. I hope they give you some positive things to think about. The only other thing I'll add to this list, which I feel like is a legitimate thing that every time you talk about the Sun-Saturn you should talk about, is the anytime the Sun and Saturn comes together, there's there's sort of like the themes of the death of the father, of the hero, the heroic, or the egoic. And the relinquishing of some kind of heroic, you know, quest or mission that you've been on, then maybe the pressure is it's it's just too much or it's exhausting and you have to let it go. That can be an extremely difficult thing to do, but a really relieving thing to experience under Sun-Saturn. Sometimes you'll see the health of fathers or grandfathers or bosses or any kind of solar figures uh, with Sun-Saturn, like a boss retiring or a grandfather passing away. You'll see stuff like that. Um, and I feel like, you know, it wouldn't be... I, I feel like I have to mention some of those because they're sort of so textbook that you, you really shouldn't talk about the Sun Saturn without at least mentioning father karma, karma of leaders, that sense of heroic. Wherever there's a heroic sense of mission or purpose, I love how the Sun Saturn will come together at times and be like, you just can't do it. <laughs> you know, like so take the pressure off from yourself. Or it'll make you, it'll just make you aware of your own limitations uh, on a level of of ego or ambition. Um, and most of the time, if you can accept that, although it can be frustrating, then one of the hidden blessings or benefits is the relief you feel. So uh, yeah, just a few things to uh, mention. I thought I could throw that one in at the end. It didn't make the list of five, but you know, worth worth talking about. That's what I have for today. I hope you guys have some stories to add. Don't forget, if you ever have a story about a transit, use the hashtag grabbed. Uh, one of the names for the planets in ancient astrology were grahas. Uh, which means grabber, to grab or to grasp. And there's a difference living your life uh, in some kind of relationship with the unconscious versus having none at all. When you do have a relationship with the unconscious, uh, you know, there's a way in which as the unconscious comes up, it will grab you, but you will also grasp something. You'll understand or see something um, and it will have um, a beneficial effect on your life. Whereas if you, um, you know, if you just kind of walk along and you have no relationship with the unconscious, the planets have a way of grabbing and possessing you that feels a little crazier and honestly more destructive and usually more painful. So part of the series that we do is to hear your stories, to share your stories about the transits so that we can all learn more about the planets and all share in the path of learning how to develop a healthier relationship with the unconscious, with those primal forces of the psyche that live in us and that are reflected in the stars. So yeah, it's a great storytelling project. And I would love to hear from you guys about this transit or any of the transits of the week. Uh, so if you want to email us, by the way, it's grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. If you prefer to share a story through email rather than putting it in the hashtag in the comment section, just don't share anything that you don't want us to use in a potential storytelling episode. All right, that's what we've got for today. I hope you guys are doing well and that you will have a fantastic week and get the best out of this transit. Uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.